0: Hi, I'm Deb Blaschenberg, and I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies, and today we're going to talk about the postpartum period. Oh, It it can be such an intense time, so we're going to talk about the healing process, what it means to quote-unquote bounce back. Probably not the best term that we want to be using for postpartum because it can be filled with oh, so much anxiety, depression, shame about that idea. You have to bounce back. We're also going to talk about postpartum depletion and what we can do to support our bodies and mind during this really challenging time. And we're also going to talk about five key principles necessary for healing after Birth. So I'm really excited about this conversation. So I invited Miranda Bauer to talk about this. Let me tell you a little bit about Miranda. She is the CEO and founder of Postpartum University, supporting the parents and professionals in health, well being while eliminating postpartum depression and anxiety. Her educations and certifications include functional nutrition, maternal mental health psychology, and more. And she's the best selling author, international speaker, and founder of Postpartum Nutrition. Nutrition certification program. She's worked with thousands of people, awaken them to the joy and fulfilling sacred window that is the years of postpartum. She lives in Alaska with her husband and her four children. So Miranda has a lot of experience with postpartum <laughs> four times. So I'm really excited for you to hear about that. Now, before we get to that conversation. This was recorded back in, here we are in August, we just had our class for celebrating our 21st birthday, which is pretty amazing. And it was really, really fun. I have to tell you, I was nervous. We had a lot of people signed up and some new faces to our community. And I was nervous teaching it, but it was such a great class and so wonderful to see so many friends from the past join in. We had pregnant folks there. We had people that had their babies a while ago. And it was really great to see how our community has grown and changed over the years. So it's just as a great day. We also are continuing our online classes seven days a week. So what's beautiful is that no matter where you are in the world, you can still be part of our community. And the way we've arranged our classes is we have live classes every morning that are hybrid, and then we release that class twice throughout the day. So you can get a brand new class every single day, even if you can't be there for the initial live class. And then, of course, we do have our classes in the studio six days a week and our workshops and all. All the all the fun stuff that we've got going on in our on-demand library. And then the last thing I just want to share is about our teacher training. So we're going to be starting our first teacher training. I have four in a row, and that one starts in just a matter of weeks. And then we have another online, uh, end of October and beginning of December 1, January, February online, and then in New York City in March and April, which is kind of crazy that some people are already registering for that. And then at the end, around May, we're going to have our postnatal teacher training also online. And lots going on so much exciting things happening at the studio and then I always just like to take a moment and thank you community for being part of our classes listening to the podcast and showing up and supporting what we are offering you I would love if you take a moment to leave a rating and review for the podcast on wherever you listen to and if you take our classes on google it helps people find us okay we're going to take a quick break when we come back please enjoy my conversation with Miranda. Please remember, Mosmo Stork is not meant to be used as a medical device.
1: Hi, Miranda. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so grateful. Oh, it's truly my pleasure. I really am excited
0: about what we're going to talk about. Postpartum, I feel like, is not as highlighted as I think it is should be. I personally feel like my postpartum was much harder than I thought it was going to be. So anytime we can talk about that, I think it's just so beneficial to everyone. So I'm so excited. But before we jump into all the goodness of what you have to bring, I'd love just to get to know a little bit about you. So tell me about yourself and what led you to focusing on supporting new parents in the postpartum period.
1: Oh, thank you so much for this. I will tell you, my journey started 14 years ago when I had my son and I had a really difficult postpartum experience and it was nothing like I ever anticipated or planned for. I was a biology student, so I was like super into all the science and all the things. And so when I got pregnant, I was like, I'm going to prepare for like the best experience, right? And little did I know what was ahead of me, or what I did not know to really dive into and prepare for. I spent my entire nine months of pregnancy preparing for the most amazing birth experience, and for me that meant a home birth, and I was very uh, in tune with that, and it went all as you know as planned as much as possible, right? Because birth is you know expecting the un- unexpected. But it was what happened afterward, and I realized that I didn't know a single thing about postpartum. Yes, I took the breastfeeding class, and you know I felt comfortable in doing that. But I was struggling immensely. Not only were my nipples bleeding, not only were I was I crying constantly. I didn't want to get out of bed. I could hardly walk. I feel I felt like you know the earth just completely left my body. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was doing and it scared me immensely. And so long story short, I uh, ended up with extreme postpartum depression and anxiety. I lost my partner. I didn't have a job. I ended up moving in with my parents. I literally could not function. I thought that I was dying actually. I remember writing out my will and I remember communicating with my family my my desires for my son and what I was expecting and they thought that that was normal. Like they they told me that I was being a really good mom and that I was being very, you know, responsible because now I had this weight on my shoulders. Nobody once questioned me like are you okay? Like something going on here? So it was from that journey, from that moment forward, just really like struggling immensely, not having any support systems in place whatsoever and needing a way out. I was desperate for a way out. And I remember looking at my son one day and he was playing and I was like, oh my God, he's going to remember me in this moment. And this is what he's going to see. And Mm -hmm. it's forever going to be tainted. I have to do something. And that was really my moment of like, okay, go back to what I know. I know science. I know all of this. Like I started researching, I started investigating. And the things that I found was just mind blowing. Like why are women not taught about these things? Why are we not given this information? Why do we not have any clue about how to support our bodies and these changes that are occurring? Like there's just nothing out there for this. And that's why I'm here today doing this work and so can, sharing this. Can I dig in a little? So you,
0: you did some science, like you did some studying and some research, which is amazing that you were able to do that in that state. What outside help did you seek at that time too, besides your own investigation?
1: I will tell you, I was scared to death of outside help. You know, back 14 years ago, we didn't really talk about Um, depression. It wasn't something that we were really uh, bringing to the forefront of of reality, especially when it comes to, to postpartum. And I was determined never to go on medication. And in that time, I believed that if I were to seek out help from my provider, that there were two outcomes that could happen. One, I would get my son taken away from me. Or two, I would just be put on medications. And I have a really long history of reacting negatively to medications. I was the colicky baby. I was in and out of hospitals all of my childhood. I had you know, a lot of medical trauma <laughs> to contend with. And so that really shaped my decision not to reach out for support, which is one of the worst things that anybody could do. And I, and I look back thinking, oh, if I only knew what I, what I knew now... It would have been a completely different experience. But Mm -hmm. I, it was a lone process. I literally went from one step at a time like, okay, what can I do in this very, very moment? I'm just going to journal. I'm just going to light a candle and cry. I'm just going to, you know, Move my body. I'm just going to go on a walk, and some of those things were the hardest and most difficult things to do. I mean, literally getting out of bed in the morning was was it felt impossible. It's so, so just making the effort to make those yeah, things it's, was huge, right? And that effort is
0: huge. And what's interesting, as we record this, I believe it was yesterday, the day before, that the FDA just approved another medication for postpartum mm-hmm. anxiety and depression. So I I have the respect that you you were able to do this on your own, and also to share with the community that um, you don't have to, and <laughs> there is medication. So not in anyway downplaying what you're sharing, but also saying there are multiple ways to get through such a dark period. And I have the utmost respect that you were able to do it on your own because that's not possible for so many. And I hear you saying like just getting out of bed, that could be so hard. And it sounds like you were able to to do that. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I, I would definitely not wish that upon anyone, but truly I didn't have the support system to call upon. I remember sharing with my mom who I was now living with at the time, I was living with my parents, which was a complete, you know, feeling of a failure on top of failure. Right? Uh, I just never envisioned myself being in that predicament. Now I think, oh, that would have been great. But my mom had such intense trauma of her own that she was living out when I had given birth, and so after having my son, I expressed to her like, "This is really difficult." I think I need help. Like, I don't know what to do. And she told me, no, you're doing it and you're going to keep doing it. And you're going to keep doing it alone because I need you to be strong. Like I was.
0: Mm. Wow.
1: So let's
0: talk a little bit about the whole postpartum period, because I think there's a misconception about it, that it's just the sick first six to 12 weeks after birth, but that In reality, it's not how long the body and mind needs to heal for most people. So what should new parents consider about this healing process? And how long can we call the postpartum
1: period? I am so glad you asked this question, Deb. You know, there was a recent study that came out that shared that it takes an upwards of six years after birth to heal your body. And that's not that, what that's including is the emotional aspect of returning to what feels like a normal space within your body. And I think oftentimes we think of that six to 12 weeks after birth as your, your uterus going back to its pre-pregnancy state. And so therefore, you must no longer be postpartum. But we're not taking into consideration any of the other physiological and psychological changes that are still taking place within our body. So I'm not exactly sure the history, uh, and, and I've looked into this. I, I can't find the history of why the uterus became like the, the measurement of our postpartum period, mm. But there's so much more into it. Our joints and ligaments don't return to that pre pregnancy state until at least nine months after having a baby. Mm-hmm. We have um, brain changes that occur in upwards of two plus years after having a baby. So that mama brain where there's literal shrinkage of gray matter, there's neurotransmitters that are uh, engaging inside our brain in a very different way to support us in connecting with our babies. They are literally, like our brain is literally being rewired for two years after having a baby. So, and, and oftentimes these things are very much extended in the more Western world because we don't get the support and the tools that we need. Mm -hmm. And I find oftentimes in my, in my own work with postpartum moms and professionals that it's really a, uh, returning of, Oh, okay. I feel like I, this is my new space and I feel comfortable in my, my body. I think there's, there's never a time when you like truly return to what happened before, return to your body. You are a changed being.
0: Mm -hmm. It's funny when you were talking about up to two, two and a half years, I think of friends that have, I only have two kids. So I'm like, okay. And they're two and a half years apart. So it's like my brain was just getting back. And then we went again. But I think of friends that have like Three, four, five kids. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's just this extended pregnant postpartum, pregnant postpartum. What a, it's so much for the physiology and the brain. That's, oh my that's-
1: gosh, so much so. I have four kids uh, and I spent a, over a decade literally birthing babies, growing babies, birthing babies, breastfeeding babies. And it was like a whole cycle of where I was pregnant and postpartum at the same time. That totally is, is a real thing. And we need to acknowledge that. So let's talk about the healing process, because I will say I did a very poor
0: job my first pregnancy and first postpartum of honoring the need to slow down and heal. And I think that my desire to get up and move again, and it's my own craziness. You know, I was a performer, a dancer, musical theater yogi for years. And so it was really hard not to fall into that pattern of like, oh, I'm just so used to moving. And I think because I did too much too quickly, I worsened my pelvic floor, my abdominals. And it. I don't know, I'm like, my daughter's nine years old, and I don't know if I'm fully healed. So can you talk about how does someone's healing during postpartum continue to impact somebody's body in the long term? So <laughs> I feel like I can relate to that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so true. And just to share, like, I think that's, that's our culture's way of doing things. We live in a go, go, go society. We live in that world that, and it's a very masculine kind of energy, like very linear. And we don't oftentimes know, let alone honor that feminine ebb and flow cycle of like, this is my rest period. And so I can totally relate. I remember after having my second baby just thinking, okay, I'm going to do all the things, right? I focused on, and this is to, your, to answer your question here, I focused heavily on nutrition. I prepared my meals in advance. I made sure that I had rich, nutrient-dense foods that were going to support my hormone balance, because what are hormones create, created out of? Nourishment, I made sure that I had the sleep and the support system and the, the practical help, like who's going to take care of the dog. Cause I don't want to even, I don't want to hold the mental space for that? Who's going to take my other kid out um, to the park and um, play and do activities with him so that I can rest and be in this postpartum space? And so having that practical support, that nourishing support, making sure that you're getting enough rest uh, and, and sleep, which is really hard to do in the the parenting space, right? We have to really prepare for that in advance and make sure that we have the support systems in place, but also focusing on our nervous system. And, you know, are we able to, you know, how is the birth experience? That's a huge component of this. 30% of women in the United States experience a traumatic birth. That will directly impact the way you experience postpartum. So taking care of your nervous system and uh, having somebody to talk to, having uh, an outlet for your emotions, learning how to deep uh, breathe, like all of those components really affect that. So I remember my second postpartum thinking that I could do all of the things because clearly I felt amazing because I've implemented all of these healing strategies that we so desperately need. And then I was go, go, go. I started riding my bike and being active and, you know, doing all of the things. And then I came crashing down so hard. So I just want to share that story because I can relate mm-hmm. and, and the reason we want to really focus on this period and not do it for just six weeks. As I had done, I was like, Oh, six weeks over. Like clearly I'm, I'm out of the the blue here. I feel amazing. Um, so I don't have to think about it anymore. I don't have to do it. And the truth is, is that it is a long-term experience Mm -hmm. and it does require so much of our conscious awareness to really implement and support our own health and well-being. Uh, I have what I call the Mama Thrive Method. And so we focus on finding that practical support, understanding the nourishment needs of your body, getting the sleep that you need, following the rhythms of your body, and really addressing that nervous system and and finding that that nervous system space that you truly need in order to heal your body. Because if your nervous system is not in a state of regulation, then Lots of things are going to feel imbalanced and mm-hmm. off and yucky. Uh, then we create a a system and a place in which we can thrive. And it's not a one-stop shop. I, I really feel that motherhood is a lifestyle.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally understand. So kind of going back to the postpartum and kind of the pressure to bounce back. Oh, I remember that. I remember wearing my son and which kind of covered my belly and someone's like, you look great. You look like just bounced back. And there was like a pride in that. And the same time I'm like, but that's because he's covering my belly. So there's like a pride and a shame at the same time, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, like pride and shame. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that contributed to pushing physically too hard. But I also feel like, as I mentioned, that idea and pressure to bounce back did contribute to anxiety of like, oh, what's that going to be? And shame because I didn't feel like I did. And depression. Can you talk a little bit about that pressure to quote unquote bounce back?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like so much of this really revolves on the idea that we really don't understand or know anything about postpartum. Postpartum is like this secret club and you're really not invited to it until you're already in the throes. Like we hide it behind the covers. We literally have blankets that hide breastfeeding. We we hide in our rooms because, you know, postpartum is this dark time where we need to, to rest and reflect. But w- the moment that we have a guest over, we're putting on our best clothes and we're sitting on the couch and we're saying, Hey, can I serve you anything? Right. We, we hide what's truly happening within a postpartum mom. And so often I, and I was the exact same person. I hit postpartum. I was like, wait, this is not what I've seen. This is not what I know from my friends, from the movies. Like, how come no one told me it was this? And so we have this different idea. I think our our entire culture doesn't understand anymore. It's kind of a, a lost art of how do we care for a postpartum mom? What does that even look like? What does postpartum actually look like? And so from that, we've created this bounce back culture. And and then we can talk, you know, quite a bit about the trauma of being in a female body. We can talk about how we have as a culture, as a society have said, you know, it's not okay to have periods. It's not okay to um, uh, feel like, you know, you have breasts or it's not okay to um, experience anything that is dark and difficult in your female body. And as a culture, as a society, we've, we've hid that from the public. And oftentimes when it comes out, it's something to be shamed mm. uh, or it's something that society shames and we feel guilty And we feel that shame and that burden and we do everything we can to cover it up. And so it's just like this revolving door. And you're right, the bounce back culture brings about so much of that shame and the lack of understanding of what our bodies went through and what we so much need for that healing and rest and recovery period. And it just, it creates an ugly spiral. And it, and it contributes to anxiety and depression and the way we talk to ourselves as mothers, the way we talk to ourselves as parents and relate to our children as parents.
0: Yeah. So let's take a break, but when we come back, Do you have some steps to avoid this spiral of getting caught up in the bounce back that, as we talked about, can lead to that anxiety and depression depression and shame? So let's take a quick break. When we come back, you know, I love practical tips. So let's get some tips on that. Uh, We'll be right back. Okay. So we're back. So I really appreciate you talking about that bounce back and how it can have a negative impact on our mind and the pressure we put on our bodies. So what are some tips to avoid this?
1: Mm, I love this question so, so much. And I think the, the biggest component, and I, I am a person who loves to simplify things. And I I believe in postpartum, we need everything Simple, right? It is a really difficult challenge to navigate postpartum on your own. And so I think one of the key components to avoiding this is to make sure that you have a support system in place. Do you have other mamas who are on the same journey as you? Or do you know any other parents who are in the same age range where you can go talk to them, where you can say, hey, this is happening or this happened at the park today. Like, have you ever experienced this? Just being able to open up and share your story and share your thoughts and your feelings about what's transpiring in your life, about the sleepless night that you had for the 10th day in a row, for the way somebody looked at your body and how it made you feel inside. And mm. oftentimes when we, we create this support system in place and we have that, and we're able to feel comfortable speaking these truths, our truths, it takes away a lot of the power that they hold over us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is one of the key components to this. The other is truly learning how to love your body. And I know that sounds really cliche and obviously it's uh, you know easier said than done, but it, it is a process. and it starts with you taking time to really honor your needs. And really listening in and honing in to your body. What do you need in this moment? Sometimes we forget to go pee. We've like needed to pee for hours as moms. And we're so busy taking care of our I laugh we don't it's even, so true. We don't it's even so go true. potty, right? And I say potty like I'm a mama of four, right? <laughs> um, so I, when was the last time you used the bathroom? When was the last time you got a drink of water? Are you hangry? I get hangry. Yeah. So, making sure that you, those little things add up. And the more you listen in to your body and you take care of your needs, the more you can start trusting your body. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And those little uh- things add up, start to become bigger things where you start feeling more comfortable saying, no, actually, this is how it goes. Or, you know, let me tell you about this story. Or, you know, making boundaries with your family members, right? Like those really hard decisions and those conversations. Um, it gets easier when you start with the little steps and when you have the support system in place that you feel you can actually talk with, that you feel safe with, right? Safe community spaces. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I like that. All right. We're going to switch years to postpartum depletion. I feel like nine years later, I'm still in that. All right. So (laughs) let's define what postpartum depletion is and how it contributes to common symptoms like postpartum depression, anxiety, and even autoimmune issues.
1: Okay. This is my absolute favorite topic. And so I'm going to try and condense it all into a little space here. (laughs) It's like multiple episodes here. We could go on. So let's talk about postpartum depletion. Over 80% of women within the United States who've had a baby are completely depleted of key nutrients. So When we're depleted of key nutrients and when we're depleted of of vitamins and minerals and there's a very long list, it really doesn't matter. Like I don't like to focus on specific ones because they all interact and engage together. So when you're deficient in one, you're deficient in many. And when we have this depletion, what we have is a complete imbalance. Your nourishment, the way you have been nourish during this time impacts the way you sleep. Mm. It impacts your hormones. It impacts your nervous system significantly. They're all interrelated. And then we have the gut and uh, the gut brain axis, right? So when our gut is not getting the support it needs, and we're experiencing depletion on top of it, our body is, for one, sending signals to our brain saying something is wrong, warning sign, you're not getting what you need, which triggers the nervous system to act in a state of fight or flight or, um, you know, uh, of higher uh, caliber because it's, it's saying, hey, there's something wrong here. There's something in my body that's not getting addressed. And a lot of things just kind of crumble. We get major hair loss. We experience mood swings. We cry at the littlest things and we don't understand why. We feel out of control in our body. Anxiety, depression. There are so many key nutrients and minerals that have been related to nutrition. And we can scientifically show how so many of these key nutrients are linked to the symptoms of depression and anxiety. Meaning that if we were to get the repletion that we need during this time, if we were to truly nourish our bodies, that the symptoms of postpartum depression, anxiety, and even autoimmune issues do not exist anymore. Hmm. And it's, it's absolutely amazing, and I wish we talked about it far more than what we do. But another key component to this, too, is that after giving birth, a person who's given birth, their bodies change significantly, and that change alters the way they digest their foods. So we have to support that biologically normal change Within their gut space, which means that the way the way they digest food is not the same. So they need nutrient-dense foods, obviously, for that repletion. You grew a human being, you birthed that baby into the world. Maybe you're breastfeeding that baby and sustaining their life with with your breast milk. All of these components add up to needing nutrient-dense foods, but also needing foods that are incredibly easy to absorb. That don't require a lot of energy on the part of your body for digestion, and I think that is one of the key f- foundational pieces. We, you know, we're often taught that things like salads and smoothies are, you know, they're easy, they're nutrient dense, uh, and that's great, but they're actually really difficult for the body to digest, and they require so much more energy and enzymes to break down, which is not what your body is doing. Your body's not producing a lot of enzymes and gastric acids and juices that are necessary for that breakdown. And there, and it makes it difficult to, to absorb and digest. So you're not getting the benefit of that. So making sure that you're getting what you need during this time looks very different nutritionally well, then, I want to
0: break this down a little bit more. So yeah, a couple of things: yeah, one, I want so to go way. into some of the nutrition, like the actual nutrition. But I also do want to talk a little bit about some of these things you mentioned: the hair loss, um, the depression. Like some of this could be thyroid. And I know there, postpartum, there is a swing from hypo to hyper. And I don't remember the statistic. I think it was close to thirty percent of. Postpartum folks mm-hmm. actually have a thyroid imbalance. So I don't want those listening just to think, okay, I got to get the nutrition, which I totally believe good nutrition does support the body because I think most postpartum people do not get good nutrition because they're tired, they're taking care of a new person, you know, or multiple family members at the same time. But I do want to also put out there, that I would recommend people get their thyroid
1: checked. And then I also Deb, I have yeah. to I have to add here yeah. why is the thyroid out of balance? Well, that right? can be hormonal too. It's but what regulates hormones, right? And our so brain? It, there's so much more. It's not just our brain, it's also our entire hor- there's so many different hormonal aspects to it. Right. So So I just want
0: to make sure that those, I mean, I definitely want you to go into nutrition, like what are these nutrition rich foods? But I also, I get nervous about just putting it on nutrients because I would hate someone to not take a look at the big picture of something that's crying out that could be a thyroid issue. That oh, no, I,
1: I completely appreciate that. And I also really strongly suggest that if you're having a thyroid issue, looking at the root cause, because it doesn't just end with, oh, I have a thyroid uh, you know imbalance going on in my body. Well, why is that transcribed? Why is that happening mm-hmm. for you? There's always a deeper rooted look into it. And, and I have an entire training on the thyroid in and it of itself when it relates to the postpartum period. Yes, there is nutrition. There's also nervous system regulation because nervous system, again, impacts that hormones and it impacts not only the hormones in your brain, but also the hormones in your gut, which is where almost 80% of things like serotonin is created. And so again, I wish there it was like, so much easier than what it is, right? There's there's so many different components. But it's really important to look at like those deep root causes. Mm-hmm.
0: So nutrition what are some...
1: being one of the bigger ones that we need to address.
0: So if someone's listening to this, they might be like, okay, give me nutrition. They're all game about nutrition. So what are some of these nutrition-rich foods that can benefit? The postpartum body help with healing, help with depletion. What? So, if someone's heading to the market, what should they be thinking about? Yes,
1: yes, so so true. Um, again, I like to keep things simple. So, soups, stews, broths. Bone broth is one of the best things that you can use for your body. Veggie broth uh, is is another fantastic one. I mean, all of those nutrients are right there for you, and there's very little digestion that you have to do on your part. You're literally sipping it. There's no breaking down of the components. Uh, and so keeping it simple like that's that's my go to. If you've got favorite broth, a favorite soup or a stew, think of something that like maybe a great grandma would have made you if you were sick and not feeling well. Those are the foods that we want to use for our bodies. Like those those nice comfort foods that make us feel good and I say that um, uh, lightly because I want you to like go back to comfort foods like several generations ago (laughs) Um, because my comfort foods now I love like, you know, mac and cheese and things like that. Um, But going back to the more traditional foods that are so hearty and so delicious, like you don't have to compromise taste. Spices are amazing herbal blends. Oh my gosh, we can go in and talk about all of the different herbs that one could use to really support their, their hormone balance and supporting your hormone balance but because they contain so many properties of, of nutrients and uh, nutrient values that are there specific for um, certain hormone balancing key components. So uh, it's it's all very related, but that keep it simple. Soups, stews, and, and broths. I love and,
0: bone broths for so many reasons. They have yes. so, so much protein and not, there's a difference between, and I, I only realized it's not that long ago. There's so like, I think I'm comfort food and like my grandma, it was, um, she's not a good cook, but it was like matzo <laughs> ball soup. And oh. I always thought of like, just chicken broth, but bone broth has collagen, which is great for healing postpartum. It has protein, I'm all about the bone broths. So thank you for sharing that. All right. So let's talk about what are the five key principles necessary for healing after birth so a new parent can reclaim their
1: postpartum wellness and feel really great in their parenthood space? Mm, So I I mentioned this earlier when I was kind of sharing my story as well, is what I have uh, developed and now call the Mama Thrive Method. And these, these are the five components that I kind of broke down earlier is finding that whole body practical support. And so we can talk about this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's not just about, you know, who can I talk to, which is so key, right? How can I, who can I open myself up to and share my, my thoughts and my feelings and feel safe in that? But also, who's gonna take my kid, my other kids to the park, right? So that I can sit here and bond with the baby. Who's gonna help me sleep when I need to sleep? Who's gonna make me the meals? Uh, and maybe you get to, to prep some of that in the advance. You know, I, I do a lot of canning. I, I share with a lot of the people that I work with how to do freezer meals, like, again, super simple. Um, how can we do those things and, and get the support for those things? And then the practical side of that as well. And it's also, what if you're in a position to have somebody come in and give you a massage do you have a lactation support specialist on hand that you can call if you need you need that kind of support making sure that you are really set up and your body again is getting its needs met that you're tuning in and listening to and providing that whole body support that you really do need and deserve after growing this baby and, and bringing this baby earth side.
0: I like that. Thank you. All right. We're going to take another break, but when we come back, what is one final tip or piece of advice you'd like to offer new and expectant parents? And you, I mean, you have four kids. I bet there's something that's going to be very valuable to share. We'll be right back.
2: Waiting on a tax return. Hopefully it ends up in your hands.
0: All right, so what is one final tip or piece of advice you'd like to offer new and expectant parents?
1: You know the hardest part about this question is keeping it to one. <laughs> I am thinking in my in my headspace here that potentially just giving yourself so much grace as you learn and navigate parenting your new body navigating the new relationships that have emerged from this, whether it's with your partner, with your baby, with your parents that often comes up, everything is new and new is often really scary. Mm -hmm. So give yourself so much grace during this period and know that you're not alone in it. I Mm. feel like, and I know in my personal journey, I felt so deeply alone And my struggles. I thought I was, I had to be literally the only person in the world who had ever gone through what I was going through in that moment. And it wasn't until I really started connecting in with that support system. And I, and I will tell you, I had to make my own. And it it involved like seeing other moms at the grocery store and being like, hey, hey, (laughs) are like your mom too? And they're like, Yeah, do you, you know, you know, is this your experience too? Are you struggling with this? Like, can we talk? And sometimes it was weird. I'm not going to lie, but other times I've met some amazing human beings from those experiences, many of who I still have relationships with today. Like I had to create my own community. So find that space and recognize that you are not alone in this journey. Mm, I like that. Where can people find your work? Thank you for, for asking that. Uh, you can go find me on my website, postpartumu, the letter u.com. And I have my own podcast you can tune into and listen through. You um, can connect with me on Instagram. All of the links are there. Uh, and if you're looking for more support, we've got exactly where we can lead you as well. So lots of resources.
0: And I'll make sure all of that is on our, in our show notes. Thank you so much for giving me some time so that I could pick your brain about such important things about postpartum. I really appreciated diving into postpartum depletion and just really supporting oneself during that postpartum period. So thank you so much.
1: Deb, I am so, so grateful. Thank you for having me.
0: This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening.
2: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.